What up? This is Tranquil Ashes, and you're here with a blurred view. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Jonathan D'Angelo, aka Johnny D, and you are tuned into another blurred view session. And today, I have with me on the show the beautiful, the amazing, the creative, the talented Miss <laughs> Tranquil Ashes. Everybody, how you doing today, sweetheart? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Oh, I mean, I'm the host with the most. I have to bring I have to bring the most. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I gotta let them know what's good. What's good. So you are coming live. Are you are you in Baltimore right now, right? Yes, I am in Baltimore. Live from Baltimore, Baltimore cosplayer. So so initial, we're gonna ask the initial questions, get the questions out the way, uh, get the basic questions out the way, and then we'll ask you about the topic at hand. Um, as to why we brought you on the show, the cost gala. But first, yeah, uh, for those who don't know, um, what got you into cosplay, and what made you what what made you become a nerd? What was that? What were those? Where were those foundations rooted in? Hmm. Well, a nerd. I've been a nerd ever since. I can really remember. I've always been interested in the different things or the non-mainstream things out there. And then once Toonami became a thing, it was pretty much a wrap. And then after Toonami, I found out that there were conventions and then places like Suncoast. Oh, yeah. Places like that that's no longer around. Um, and you had to like really, really dig for, you know, all that nerdy stuff. But I was actually in Japan for two years teaching and I started doing makeup artistry over there and it kind of just landed me in some plays while I was there. And it kind of just got into the mood of dressing up along with all the makeup that I was doing. So by the time I got back to the States, it was kind of like the cosplay bug bit me. And I was already kind of doing it already. So I just kind of ran with it. Hmm. And so you do, I mean, so you do, um, and you do a lot of different variations of cosplay. Like I see you on social media, you got the makeup going and then you do the lewd cosplay and then, you know, and you do character cosplay. Well, you do, yeah, you do character cosplay as well. So like you have a lot of different um, aspects of creativity that you delve into on a regular basis. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, uh, what, what gives you, what gives you the, the, the confidence to be able to cosplay in all those different spectrums and all those different realms? Um, well, to be honest, and this is going to sound super cheesy, but when I was a kid, I was told by my dad that I could do anything and be anything I wanted, and I believed him. And it kind of just stuck. I, I honestly do believe that people in general can be the best versions of themselves. They just got to believe in it. And um, I've just I've kind of held that close to my heart my entire life. And Honestly, it's done me some good. <laughs> true, true. You, you definitely, you definitely have a you, you have a huge following, you know, and you your creativity levels are off the charts. I I love seeing your I love seeing your I love seeing your your lewds and your makeup. They slay. <laughs> they slay. Thank me, you. me and geek, me and geek and lewd, and he's gonna like he's gonna probably like you know like mangasm every time I shout him out. He mangasms, but me and geek and lewd like we 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 fond over 
you, you know, your art. I love it. Absolutely love it. Because it's, you know, it's, it's just the way you put it together. It's very tasteful. It's very artistic, you know, and, and a lot of, uh, it really sets the standard because a lot of lewds nowadays, they don't really, they don't really carry artistic value so much. It's just like, hey, I'm half naked. Come like me. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's totally OK. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But, you know, I've always been a person to, you know, do things a little bit to the left. And I just make sure to keep that going through all of my forms of art and things like that. But yeah, like, you know, I applaud anyone who is brave enough to, you know, do anything like lose or cosplay in general, because it takes a certain amount of confidence to put yourself out there and be judged by other people. And so have you ever been negatively judged to the point where it blocks or has halted your creativity at all in cosplay? I wouldn't say that it's ever stopped me, but I have definitely been faced with a large amount of criticism, basically because of me not being, you know, Eurocentric standard skinny. And um, also because I am a black female that also compounds, you know, all the negative stereotypes that are out there. So I get shade all the time, but I just ignore it. Honestly, it kind of fuels the fire. And so when it comes to when it when it comes to that fire, like what um, do you do you get more negative than positive? I, I, I would say it seems like you get more positive than negative uh, interactions. But I mean, you know, I, I don't see the DMs. So and I hear. All right. Oh, no, I would. Def- yeah. The positive by far outweighs the negative um, 10 to 1 for sure. Um, but, you know, there's always some days that you just get a whole bunch for no reason. And you're like, well, I guess people just are bored today, but <laughs> you just got to keep it moving. And so, like, what what makes you like you said you were in Japan and you did makeup over there and you did theater. What what um, when it comes to your creativity, you know, you do it different, you know, and what what makes you want to do it different? Where do you stem those ideas from? Where do you pull that creativity from? I mean, I think it's a lot to do with just who I like, just my environment and the fact that, you know, since like I'm not your Eurocentric, you know, beauty standard, I don't think that way. I try to cater to my own assets and a lot of people, you know, try to mimic others and it doesn't necessarily work for them because it's not them Uh i think the best thing any cosplayer can do is do it their way as they say you know hashtag cosplay your way and i honestly guarantee you that you will be more successful if you follow what you enjoy doing but not what everyone else is doing hash uh shout out to my boy bar fox and and his cosplay your way movement um Mm -hmm. definitely definitely uh do you do you feel like cosplay has started to become stagnant in its sense of creativity? Um, I can say yes to that. Um, simply because it's, uh, I guess not oversaturated. That's still a fairly small community, but, um, like I said, just like in any community, there are standards that are 
place invisible standards, but they're there. And there are a lot of people that don't fit that standard, you know, people of color, people of, you know, non, you know, skinny or slender builds, um, LGBTQ people, any of those, you know, a lot of, you know, sections get put down underneath because it's not the, you know, the shining right way to be. But I think, I think, I think it'll, I think it's going to get better, to be honest with you. More and more POC are getting interested into it and bringing in a whole different movement of cultures into the community. And I think it's going to be a step up. But uh, but within within the blurred community, do you feel like we've you know when it comes to creativity, we're we're starting to lack in that sense? Like we're not like bringing it as it were when it comes to our, our you know artistic creativity. I don't think that's true. I think we bring it. I just don't think it's shown, uh-huh. and so that's why people don't think that or don't see it is because it's not put to the forefront like everything mainstream is. Huh. And so, like, when it comes to when it comes to your own aspects of creativity, have you ever seen somebody trying to actually like jock your style, so to speak? Do people even say? Oh, <laughs> uh, I have. Well, I've seen a few things on the internet that looked similar to mine, but I've never really seen any complete copy of anything that I've ever created before. But then again, the internet is vast, uh-huh. so I don't know what else is out there. But um, I think it's almost inevitable to have someone um, imitate you. You know, the whole thing about, you know, imitation is the best form of flattery. Yeah. So as long as it's not direct copying, um, I'm all down for it. Have you ever imitated anybody or like, I'm sure you draw inspiration from other, you know, cosplay peers out there, those that came before you. Is there anybody specific that you may draw inspiration from? Well, I mean, honestly, I first started looking at cosplay because of Yaya Han. Like, she is the, like, when you think it's cosplay, it's kind of hard not to think about Yaya. She's kind of, like, the reason why I feel like it's this popular now. And um, she's just really good at pretty much everything that she does. Uh-huh. But um, I have a big fan of Ivy Doom Kitty, as well as Simbong Quinzel. Um, all of them are big inspirations to me, especially, you know, Ivy Doom Kitty and Savon Quinzel because they're of the plus size variety. And, um, you know, they, they're doing the thing and they're showing other people that they can do the thing. And I really appreciate that. So when it comes to being, when it comes to being plus size, like, I know you faced adversity in that, you know, because of that, is it, would you, would you, would you agree that it is uh, harder for plus size cosplayers? because of their size because you say they don't fit the eurocentric norm but in the blurred community because you know white people Uh, have their own standards (laughs) we can't (laughs) i mean that's true but i mean it's here too (laughs) unfortunately it's here too and um yeah even in the poc community plus size people are not given the same due as um our thin or slender counterparts but um I I believe that in the blurred community, it's definitely far more accepting of body sizes than in the cosplay community overall. And so, like, I mean, and and so, would you say, like, is you think you think it's solely because? Well, how 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 do I say this? How do I say this? The thing is, 
you're a lot more creatively talented than a lot of your skinny counterparts. And so do you feel like that actually helps you out that gives you an edge over them is that people want to come people come to you for your creativity, you know, minus the plus size fetish that's out there. Um you think your creativity gives you a boost over your non-plus size peers despite your quote unquote social disadvantage for lack mm. of a better term. Yeah. Well, I guess um hmm. Well, I mean, I can definitely say being being a little different with how I make my cosplay. I don't ever really recreate cosplays, mm-hmm. which I guess is what is so different about me. Very rarely am I replicating a character's outfit. I'm always doing something completely different or something close enough so you're unrecognizable, but not the actual, you know, known outfit of said character. And I definitely think that that is something that people do look at. Um, but that's how I've always done it. And it also, you know, because I am plus size, some things I'm just not going to wear. <laughs> and so I create my own version of that thing. And it is just as well received, if not more, because it's not, you know, something somebody has seen before. So I definitely would have to say the fact that I do a a lot of original takes on characters is part of my appeal. And so you doing lose, um, that's, you know, that's you doing lose. It's very bold. Not in a bad way, because like I said, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I, there's a group of us. We, 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 we love it. We worship it. But it's like, but for those who would say you don't fit the standard because you're a plus size cosplayer, you say your dad t- t- said you could be anything you want to be. Is that the sole confidence driving you? Or like, have you had your moments where you're like, do I really want to do this? Because you're worried about the backlash that it will have uh from other people outside of you know the blurry community or circle etc if that if, if i'm making any sense at all no that makes sense um i think just doing that in general no matter who you are it's going to be a, a step for you because you have to make a decision because once it's on the internet it's on the internet yeah. and uh, so after that initial decision um then it's it's honestly it's a confidence booster because once you're out there, you've done that thing. And especially, like I said before, most of the time there is more positive than there is negative. And as long as you feed into the positive and take it in that, Hey, you know, people like this, a lot of people like this and as they should, Uh and they continue to do it. Like, You know, I find that everyone who has done it finds it very confidence boosting. And so, like, (laughs) and so, like, is it always a is it always a shock and 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 an ego boost for you when people like comment, you know, positively under your uh, ludes like, oh, wow, this is amazing or so sexy or come take my soul or come sit on my face? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a. I mean, it's funny, mostly. I don't know. I'm weird. Like, I, I, I take, like, it, I, I think it's more funny than it is anything else. I'm just like, because it's like, wow, huh? Look at this. This is, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> but, um, 
No, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I take comments with a grain of salt for the most part because, you know, after a certain point, there, one, there are a lot of them, and two, you have to weed in, you know, out all the negative that is in intertwined with the positive. So, you know, you just take it with a grain of salt. I don't actually, you know, it's not necessarily a blowing up my head moment per se, but, you know, that's because I feel like I'm more confident in who I am as a person than my looks, um, per se. My looks are a bonus, if anything else. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, like, not, I mean, yeah, you got to stay humble, but I mean, like, when you post the, like, because you have some bomb ass, I'm telling you, you some bomb ass lewds. Like, if there's a lot of people that post lewds out there, but if I had to, like, but if I was going to sift through my timeline, which I do on a consistent basis, I'm like, you know, cosplay, cosplay, naked, 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 cosplay. Like, you know, I, I like, you have probably the most creative lewds I see on my timeline on a daily basis. Very rarely am I going to see somebody. Like, I think the only other person, and I'm probably going to get my head shoot blown off of this one, but the only other person I really see as creative as you is either uh, Kitty Karma, a.k.a. The Madness. Her lewds are, are pretty creative. Um, and in, in you. And um, and in Chocolate Wafu, hers are, hers are really good. You know, but, you know, it's few and far in between, you know, and for you to be able to take that creativity and apply it to, you know, sexual content. And and make it tasteful, make it creative, make it authentic, make it your own. You know, it's 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 phenomenal, and you you do it all. You know, the, from the costume to the hair and the makeup. You know, and it has to be like you know for all the work you put into it. I know it has to feel good, even if even if the comment is take my soul or sit on my face, <laughs> which you know I, I love I love your I love the comments under Lude's. They're amazing. But, you know, it has to be, you know, it has to be real, a real confidence boost. Because there's a lot of girls out there who aren't as bold as, you know, who aren't as brave, who won't do it. You know? Oh, yeah, you know. And it's not for everyone. It's, it's definitely not an everyone type of thing. But it, it's, you know, I, I wanted to take that step. And, you know, it's for me. It's honestly everything that I do is for me. And I think that's also something important. Like, if, if you're doing it for you, it's going to turn out well. And yes, of course, I definitely, um, you know, brush the shoulders off a little bit when I get, you know, some wonderful comments on, you know, my lewds or my cosplay or any of those pictures that I post on my social media. It definitely does give me a a smile and everything like that, for sure. But that like it's very fleeting for me because it's like, okay, what's next? What am I putting out next? What am I doing next? I can't hang on, you know, one victory. I got to, you know, get to the next victory. I'm very, like, goal-oriented that way. And so not to, uh, not, and I'm not trying to shut out the ones that do lewds, um, like uh, Mujin uh, Rico or um, uh, Chubby Asian Bunny, the ones that do lewds, but they're more along the, like, um, the adult, the like, you know, the adult content, the, you know, the adult content side, you know, has anybody mm-hmm. ever missed, but, you know, cause they do, they do amazing content as well. I'm all over, you know, the light and dark side of the cosplay community, uh, for several reasons I'm not going to mention on air. However, you know, there are reasons, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> have you ever been, have you ever been mistaken for an erotic cosplay? Like, you know, or would you, would you consider yourself an erotic cosplayer or like, is that like a, is that like a, a step over the line? Uh, I don't know if there's a line. I mean, people would do whatever they want. But, like, no, I wouldn't call myself an erotic cosplayer at all. I I think um, 
I throw out a little bit of sassy every now and again and catch a few souls and keep it moving. <laughs> I mean, and there might be more in the future. We'll see what happens. I mean, more of that specifically in the future, but uh-huh. we'll, we'll see how, how it goes. It all depends on where my business goes, where, you know, life opportunities go. Mm-hmm. And so like, have you ever been mistaken for an adult content cosplayer? Like Chubby Bunny or <laughs> not a cosplayer, but I have been mistaken for a adult content person. Um, I got mistaken uh for Pinky oh. at one point. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I was like, I don't see it, but you know what? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's interesting. That that must have been an end. Hey, are you Pinky, the porn star? Star? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but thank you. But no. <laughs> so it seems like when it comes to sexual like comments and 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 and, and uh commentation, you kind of just you know it doesn't really bother you too much. Like I the idea, I know your DMs have to be like ridiculous when it comes to like certain people's comments and advances. Has to be. I mean, yeah, DMs are DMs, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, they don't bother me. I mean, like, I just like I just know that people are gross, and so they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do, and it doesn't really bother me too much. It actually kind of makes me laugh because it's like, dude, come on, or girl, come on. You, oh you, wow, you. really, girl? <laughs> really? I hear that, but like, I don't believe. I don't believe it. Like, you guys won't even walk up to us and talk to us on a daily basis. I refuse to believe women slide in DMs. Like I, oh, they definitely do. Like I need screenshots. Like I mean, like <laughs> I, I need screenshots. Like women say that all the time. Like Chocolate Wafu told me the same thing. Who else? Uh, uh, Karma Kitty. Like everybody's like, yeah, girls slide in my DMs and show me pussy pics. I'm like, no, they don't. Like y'all can't even, y'all can't even ask, y'all can't even tell us what you want to eat for dinner, and y'all gonna slide in DMs with pussy pics. Like y'all can't talk to y'all can't approach a person to talk to them on the street. And y'all sliding into DMs. Like, I don't believe it. I feel like you guys are just shy, reclusive creatures, like alley cats or something. I don't believe I don't believe that's that. That's funny. I don't believe I, that. I mean, I don't know. It could be where you're from or where you're at currently. But oh, like, look, no. Nah, nah, <laughs> no. When I say girls and boys alike, everyone goes into dms trust me absolutely everyone does <laughs> i need to access somebody's i need to access somebody's uh inbox one day so i can be proven wrong because i mean i don't know i don't know but i mean and i'm from atlanta home of the ratchet and the strip club and i just i ain't never seen it i ain't never seen it but i don't know there's there's things out there i've yet to discover but back back to back to <laughs> back to the topic at hand. so with all this creativity right with all this creativity you have out there, what brought you to creating the Cos Gala? I mean, okay, so I, I obviously I love cosplay, and I also have always enjoyed kind of like super fancy things. I was living in Rome for a time, and um, I had the opportunity to go to um, Carnival, which is like the Venetian Carnival. It's not the same as the island carnivals. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really big on the masquerade masks and the big gowns and corsets and things like that. And um, I wanted to kind of marry the two. And so that's how I came up with the cosplay masquerade ball. Hmm. 
And so, like, what is it when it what does it represent? What is it supposed to be? Is it like a charity event, social, or is it just a social gathering thing? It's definitely a social ga- um, gathering of creatives, like minded people who um, enjoy cosplay, but want to do it something a little bit different. And um, also, it's a place for networking and basically building friendships and inclusion. You know, there's a lot of things that go on in the community, cosplay community, all the communities in general that can be so negative. And I definitely want to, you know, a place that shows a different side of all of that on top of some awesome food, music, and great cosplay. And so how long, for those who don't know, how long has the cosplay gala been going on? Well, this is actually its first year um but it's been an exception for almost two and so you've been so is it so on like is it like so we like you said it's a social gathering i mean there's a dress code and there's a there yeah you got a dress code you know Mm -hmm. you know you got yep it's a masquerade it's a fancy affair there's going to be chandeliers and you know, glass, you know, wine glasses and uplighting and flowers and centerpieces. It's going to be an entire masquerade ball. And it's, it's going to be something a lot of people have never seen before. And so how, how long do you plan on keeping this going? Honestly, as long as it's successful until I can't. Is it, so is it like a is it like a con? Is it like a is it a con where you have different booths and different areas and different events going on, or is it just one big masquerade ball like the typical masquerade ball where you know people show up and they socialize and they network and they dance and that sort of thing? It's a it's basically a combination of that. I think as um, the gala gets bigger. Um, the more we will have actual featured vendors at our gala. But currently, it's definitely a social event. People come, enjoy gourmet food. They enjoy an open bar. We have performance um, of our uh, burlesque dancers from Chocolate Silly Burlesque and Cabaret. And, um, of course, we're going to have a dance but it's going to be a more modern dance. It won't necessarily be, you know, Venetian waltzes that anyone has to do or anything like that. But um, we're going to have our DJ, DJ Taylor Senpai, who is amazing. He has done official after parties for like Otakon, Momo. Yeah, he was uh, at Con. Yeah, you know DJ Taylor Senpai, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, he was at MomoCon. Yeah, the after party there. That was lit. Uh, definitely. Right. Now, right. he, he, he definitely likes to th- uh, play that throwback music. So I don't know how you guys are going to be in uh, tuxedos and gowns uh, uh, to uh, get low by Lil John, but uh, I'm pretty sure y'all are going to make that happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure it's going to get ratchet. Um, and so, like, how. I know Land Party's Land Party is helping you helping you sponsor this. How um uh how what other sponsors do you have? Like how 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 massive was the coordination for this event? Because it had to be like you know you don't hear about stuff like this unless you're you know well to do, and even then you know what I mean. So like for you to be able to coordinate this, like how how much time effort, how many people, like you know what's what's the level of dedication it took. Well, actually, the board is pretty small. Um, it's only really been four girls in terms of the, the, the board in and of itself that have been doing 
um, the just basically the creative process of all of this, all of the decision making. But I do have a street team, and my street team is just basically full of like 20, 30 people who, you know, share our content and are, you know, supporters of what we're trying to do. And so all in all, it's actually not quite as big as you would think. Um, there's quite, we're just doing a lot for a small, small amount of people. And so what's the goal for the Cause Gala? Is it just to have a good time and network? Or are you guys actually trying to donate to an organization? Or, you know, like what's the, what's the overall? Well, we, um, one of our backers is also um, called Cause Love. He is, um, it's organized by Patrick Michael Strange. He's an awesome dude. Um, he runs a charity called Cost Love and he's definitely backing us and we are there to support him for anything that he needs for his um, purposes. We are ourselves are not a charity though, but, um, we do hope to add more of that in the coming years. The more that people hear about it, the more we can, you know, provide. And so what do you feel like uh, what do you feel like this cause gala will do for the blurred community as a whole? Uh, do you think it'll have any impact or are you trying to, as time goes by and popularity rises, uh, make it impactful on our community in a positive way? Well, um, I believe it's already impactful in our community already because the board has only been uh, black girls. Mm-hmm. So that in and of itself, you know, we are a proud black business. And so, um, I think that in and of itself, any type of black business trying to make it out there will impact the community. The more that they see, the more that we can get into, you know, the stronger our whole, the better it is for our community. And, um, I definitely want you know, people in our community to experience something a little different. And not a lot of people can say that they've been to a masquerade before Mm. Um, or even would have an idea of where to go to one or get into something like that. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to experience things like that. And I want to bring my experience and love of, you know, the cultures and creatives and cosplay together into one big event. And so uh, you say you say it's a business. You, you and the the three other the three or four other women. What do you guys What do you guys overall goal business wise for this event and others to come? Well, uh, we definitely want it to be a place where people can meet and, like I said, network definitely for you know their own you know purposes. I want it to be a social. Um, event that people talk about every year, having a great time, a stress-free, drama-free, culturally different experience um, on cosplay. And in this, you know, nerdy community, we don't have anything like this. And it's just something that I want to bring to the forefront. And so what do you got, what do you guys' business plans going forward in the future? Outside, if, if any, outside of the Cos Gala itself. Well, we definitely want to host more events. We actually hosted a Black Panther screening at Catacon this year, oh. um, and that turned out wonderful. We had about a hundred people show. Um, we had some of the original sketch artwork available for people to see. Um, it was available also by Patrick Michael Strange. Like I said, great guy. Um, and we had 
uh, you know, popcorn and of course, and drinks. And we gave away comics as well for the screening. And so it was a really, it was a really fun time. And I would definitely like to do more events hosted by the gala um, leading up to our gala each year. Mm-hmm. And so is the gala going to be in one place or is it going to change places or, or how's that going to work? As of right now, I believe the gala is going to stay in the DMV. Um, it really does depend on its growth and, you know, who's interested in partnering with us in the future, if it's ever going to move from the area. But as of right now, it's going to pretty much be in the DMV. And who are your other partners? Uh, I know, like, uh, you, 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 uh, your name circulates around it uh, very heavily, but who are your other partners? help you out with this? Uh, my other partners are um, Ariane. She's known as Devilish Vixen. Um, that's her cosplay name, as well as um, my uh, former partner, Sharifa, who is Pastel Dots cosplay. Um, she was our graphics designer, and um, Ariane is also someone who um, helps with social media. Um, we did used to work with CC, the Greek geek, as well, and she helped us with social media. Um, but she stepped down to pursue some of her own projects. So, um, but those are the core people who have helped me um, just bring this vision to pass. Okay, definitely. Yeah, it's, you got it's a lot of great names. You got you mentioned a lot of a lot of creative names as well. Um, it's it's good to see that you guys are actually trying to put this together. It's not you know it's not very often heard of that you know black women you know are you know as putting together something as successful and as endeavorous as this. Um, you, you don't hear about it too often. Um, I'm glad that you guys actually came together and are trying to you know you guys made something that is a positive impact on our on our community as a whole, um, especially in light of everything that's happened to us recently. You know, between Colossal Con, Moo Coon, and Blackface, we've had a pretty, it's been a pretty rough summer. So for us to be able to transition into your cost gala and have a positive place to network and commune is actually uh, amazing. And we thank you for that. Definitely. Uh, thank you. You, and your, you <laughs> and your team. Um, so to wrap up, when is the cost, when and where? Give us the when and where for the cost gala. All right, the Cos Gala is September the 29th at Martins West in Baltimore, Maryland. You can find out all the information on our website. It's www.thecosgala.com. And that's where you, that's, the, that's the, your next public sighting is going to be the Cos Gala. Or you're going to be somewhere else before that. That is going to be my next public sighting. <laughs> okay. So, uh, to wrap this up, thank you, sweetheart, for coming on the show, chatting with me. I appreciate it thoroughly. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I cannot make it to the Cos Gala this year because I did not know about it until after MomoCon when Player One mm-hmm. Land Party was like, hey, can you come to this? And I was like, no, because given my location, <laughs> given my location, I can't just fly around everywhere. But I, was, I, want, I heard about it. And I was like, I want to go. I have a perfect cosplay for this event and I'll, it'll, it'll, you know, I'll never be able to make it. Um, but I definitely, I definitely, definitely, definitely plan on, uh, going next year. I know it's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm jealous already actually 
Um, <laughs> and it hasn't started yet. So I know when you guys start posting pictures and, and videos and stuff, I'm going to be mega butthurt. But <laughs> I, I definitely look forward to uh, advertising it for sure because it is something, you know, that, you know, for us, by us. And um, it needs to be put out there. It needs to be supported. But uh, thank you, Sudar, for coming on the show. It's Jonathan, Jonathan D'Angelo, a.k.a. Johnny D, Tranquil Ashes, and we are signing off. Bye.